We'd like to give a big shout out to Jonathan Lambert and everybody supporting us over on our Patreon site. And you too can also support us there by going to patreon.com slash mentors, the number four M-I-L. This podcast is sponsored by Uncanna, trusted natural solutions. Uncanna is a leading voice of advocacy for CBD in the veteran LEO and federal communities. Veteran owned and operated, the Uncanna team is actively fighting for DOD access to CBD with political pressure, community support, and a simple message. Hashtag OpNatural. Uncanna is vertically integrated with industry leaders from seed to sell, supplying premium small batch products to America's best. Use code mentors the number four MIL at checkout at uncanna.com to receive your amazing discount. Read the Mentors for Military disclaimer at mentorsformilitary.com slash disclaimer. This is the Mentors for Military podcast. I only know you, Scott, through Tom and, you know, by seeing your page. And it just so happened that I listened to the OG Freedom podcast on my way to a long journey. Got a chance to listen to a couple of them. I love the show. And Tom had already said, hey, if you ever want Scott on the show, you just let me know. Well, I just reached out to you directly and said, hey, Scott, yeah. Tom said. <laughs> there goes my cut. Right. Uh, so, yeah. uh I thought it would be really cool to actually get into your first episode, which I think it was your first episode, where you talked about the premise of the show and some of the stuff that you guys are doing in the background. Uh, but before we get into that and dive into that that all the way, I figured it'd be also kind of good to let the audience know a little bit about your background in military history, because, of course, they're going to say, okay, who is this Scott guy? What has he done? So maybe run through that a little bit, and uh, that'll kind of help set the background. I'll give a one over the world best I can. Enlisted in 1992 when I was uh, 17 and uh, enlisted with an airborne infantry contract, um, unassigned, ended up in the 82nd and um, spent about two and a half years there um, and then went to special force selection in 96. I uh, graduated the Special Forces Q course uh, in 97 when I was 22 and got my Green Beret and went and learned to speak French horribly. I <laughs> uh, still do. Um, then spent uh, four years in 3rd Special Forces group. Um, I spent a year on a water team, three years on a free fall team. Uh, back then it was the actual paid team, so I got to feel like one of the cool kids. Still got my first team. One of the few uh, memorabilia items I have is a, a sweatshirt that came from that team. And uh, if that sweatshirt shop in Fayetteville was still around, I could give them a hell of a testimonial. It still looks good. And during that time, it was all uh, peace times. So we were doing J sets and fib work, uh, Sub Saharan Africa, Middle East. Uh, fell in love with blowing shit up and uh, jumping out of planes uh, in the scariest ways possible. Um, and, um, did a lot of growing up there. Uh, back then I was a Bambino on a team. I mean, I was 22 when I showed up and I'd say the average age on a team was probably 32. And I had guys on there old enough to be my dad, uh, which was great. I needed it. Um, and, uh, after four years there, I went to the training group. Um, SWIC, more commonly known as, and I was the lead instructor for all things calc and place, so the explosive side of the 18 Charlie Committee. And after three years there, um, went out to Delta and spent my last six years there and, and stayed focused primarily on all things breaching and or access and entry. Um, and I uh, finished up my career there, uh, last three years as a troop sergeant major, uh, over that cell, uh, 20, no, it's not 20, 2009, December, 2009, got out after 17 years 
and I'm in year 10 of my great entrepreneurial venture out here in this truly free world. Awesome. Awesome. Scott was my uh, table instructor, him and uh, Kevin Snyder and Conrad Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he was came through the course. Um, so I was a PI for all that then, um, which Kevin Snyder actually no longer with us, unfortunately. Yep. And uh, Conrad uh, still doing real well. Fucking another legend. That guy's a legend. <laughs> he uh, was. But yeah. But no, I didn't. But man, Swick was huge, right? From yeah. the, getting the, the fourth battalion of the specialty. But no, did I, not. I know that, uh, I know Eric must have stood out to you, though. He had to be one of these guys that just was the best, right? That's how you recall him? <laughs> I'm going to shoot you straight. I remember two kind of students for life. The fucking worst and the fucking best. Well, Eric, he doesn't remember you then. I know. He he probably did great and played great. I was a young E5. I just came off of OEF 1 and 2 and came straight through the queue. And I was just keeping my mouth shut and eyes and ears open. I think I was barely 23 when I went through. See, there you go. See, and so he didn't, like, there you go. Played it good. Doesn't need any extra attention. And that's why you make it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing, right, is to kind of stay under the radar. So, you know. But he doesn't remember you, Eric, so you didn't leave that. That's because everybody liked Scott Scala. He was the pretty boy of our crew. That dude was a star. Scotty Scala. Holy shit. There's a blast from the past. Scotty was a good dude. Yeah, man. Is he? No, you say was. Is do you know? I, I haven't talked to him for a while. Okay, yeah. Just well, fuck. You know the deal, bro. It's <laughs> may or may or may not still yeah, right? be with us. Uh, but yeah, okay. Then yeah, because he was a class leader. I obviously always remember that guy because that's who I just punished the whole time. Yeah. In the nicest of ways. Well, that's because you were focused on this specialist that was also from the Deuce at the time that just was like making mistakes left and right and you it was like you snyder and i can't remember who else were just like dog this guy but like not and rightfully so because this dude would go downtown and be like yeah i'm pretty much special forces <laughs> well yeah, he, you know much, the deal. he could have pretty much been majority of them <laughs> yeah. was. The rest of them were in the unit right when you were serving in delta tom did you know scott at that time frame or was it after that you guys end up linking up no, nah, we knew each other uh, in the unit. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell you what year it started, but um, we didn't know each other too well. I don't, I don't think Scott liked me too much back then. Um, I, don't <laughs> think, uh, I think a lot of people liked me much back then, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, Tom was my CSM, and um, that was, uh, I got four, five, six, oh, seven, maybe. Yeah, oh, seven. It? Oh seven, yeah. oh six, oh seven, yeah. No, and and Tom, no, I've told you point blank. I didn't fucking like you back then. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and, and it, yeah, I'll leave it up to you to tell the full story. <laughs> yeah, I respected you, and and you know, really, that's kind of the amazing thing about um, the the path of healing on um, both our parts that have enabled us to be able to to do that right there and laugh. Because I'm sure there's people equally say you know the same about me. You know, we were all uh, doing the best we could with what we had uh, at the time. You know, um, and and. Uh, uh, to me, that's one of the coolest things about Tom and I's friendship now uh, is because of how it started and those circumstances, you know, so to speak, um, not circumstances in any way of negative. It's fucking the way life was yeah. uh, at the time, you know. But, yes, we go back, you know, to um, to then. And I'd say, you know, after I got out, not much contact. Um, and then when when Tom really, you know, started um walking his path you know to healing and sharing the way that he did um that's when you know we reconnected and ever since it's been a really cool journey i I think that's the story too is that it happened during healing you know and you have to heal to reconnect and the guys who don't end up hating each other forever and they forget why they don't know why or hate's a strong word but you know dislike or 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 it's not comfortable i mean yeah there's no judgment either way it's like i've been on the other side, it's like I told folks, I was like, 
why do you get upset when dudes that are still in get all pissed off and want to blacklist you or whatever? It's like you did the same shit when you were there. When I was there, I said the same thing. It's just fucking life, man. And we're in different spots. And the bigger thing for me is knowing it's like, hey, man, I'm here now. And if those, if they ever reach out, my job is to, to pick up the phone. Aside from that, it's two different worlds. Why shouldn't it be any, you know, any, this way? Right. Well, um, before you guys founded, uh, you know, the OG Freedom and everything, what was it that you were doing out in the private sector after you uh, transitioned out of the military? And then also, I'm very curious to know how was your transition? Holy shit! You had a few hours. Uh, <laughs> so, so let me do my best to summarize. Um, my transition was abrupt. It was um, looking back now has taken the better part of ten years. Um, and really the better part, I'd say, of really four to five before it actually, for me anyway, really started taking root. And I think we're all different. I, I look at that, you know, um, I know myself very well. So I, from an emotional standpoint, I stopped maturing at about 10 when I started drinking. Um, and then, you know, I get sober at, at 24. So then I guess my emotional maturity started at 10 and then I went to combat and got a little, and a little TBI here and there. Right. So there's a lot of shit going on and, and, and so really figuring it out, man, it, it, it's like how and why did, did, you know, I finally, you know, want to start healing. So all of that, it just took a lot of time and figuring out and the transition was tough, man. Um, yet I did it, uh, I would say in a unique way. That's a, you know, everyone has their path and I support everybody doing what they, they hopefully are choosing to do, not doing because they feel like it's their only option. And for me, it was to totally disconnect. Now, was that a survival mechanism? I don't know, but I had enough. And so, uh, I wanted to end up fully in the private sector. Um, and so that's what I ended up doing, which paid the bills for a couple of years with the old resume. Um, and then got into following my passion, which was essentially sharing what I believe to be is life experience. It's worth a shit, um, to take essentially 20 years of military experience, combine them with, um, philosophies on life and spirituality gained through sobriety and couple it all together and go try to make a difference with it. Um, and, and literally that's was kind of a wing and a prayer. Um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of rough business, business partnerships along the way. Yet what ended up happening was um, me getting uh, well, myself, my brother and another business partner at the time. But uh, Hank carried in to, to, you know, go pitch these big corporations. I didn't even have a website. And I uh, ended up landing Red Bull, um, a Red Bull distribution company as my first account at the time. And, um, and, and it's a company I'm very, very, very grateful to. Uh, literally gave me a shot. And since then, I've parlayed a consulting business um, that's essentially founded in unconventional warfare, force multiplication, uh, and the basic principles of like... Um, just doing our best to do the best we can in life to live an authentic way that will enable transparency, truth, like trust, cut through the fucking bullshit. People ask me what I do. I said, I help adults be adults. I help grown ass humans sit down and talk about life. I help, I don't help. I, 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 I facilitate the possibility of greater power in these people through creating an awareness that is made possible by sharing my experience, which means I don't talk shit. Yeah. If I'm talking about it, I've lived it, I've done it, and I'm not here to debate it. And it's, um, and that's what I've done. And then that took me all the way up to the point of uh, a couple years ago. Um, or no, about 18, uh, 16 months ago, decided to get into the digital space uh, because I had reached my capacity uh, as a singleton um, in a space where my clients, when they told me this, wanted me. It's like, Scott, what are you going to do to scale? It's like, well, it's like, because it's like, well, it's like, yeah, but the problem is no one's going to want uh, anyone else. You're in a niche market, this and that and the other, and, and really realized that I had a, uh, um, what's known now buzzword is a fixed mindset, limiting beliefs, call it whatever the fuck you want. 
it's me just incapable of moving past this barrier um, of limit that I put in place because I wasn't savvy in the digital space. It's intimidating. I don't know how to do it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? That guy sitting on the screen right there is fucking brilliant. And so I, it's, it's called hey, Nate. Nate. Everyone should have a Nate. Uh, Word, Nate. <laughs> except for if you try to get mine, I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> um, not that he's mine, but he knows that, that, that that's the right place. And oh, really, he owns you. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but I do love him. Um, <laughs> And I and I I pay a lot no matter what to keep them, include fucking killing you if you try to get near them. So don't. <laughs> so, um, you know he you know has enabled um, a few things happen. One, I had to um, you know just really use vision instead of sight uh, and really tap into what's possible. Um, and it was just like man, my my entire world shifted when i saw the world digitally because then it's truly the fucking matrix man unbelievable right and and with a mission of facilitating positive change and with the possibility of positive change at a global scale came in it's like cool the question is now just how do we do it we know why we're doing it we know what we're going to do we're going to share our experience like between my brother and i together um it's like pretty cool story and then the access to the people that we have in our life we just knew we could provide something of great value and um original freedom was born and as a basis in that uh freedom has nothing to do with patriotism has nothing to do with geography it has nothing to do with race religion creed gender association doesn't fucking matter Freedom means that I am able to choose everything in my life and I am at choice, therefore not dependent upon anything or anyone for my ability to stay centered. Um, and that's the premise of everything we do. So the facilitation of more powerful creation of more powerful humans, which I will wrap this and, and then shut up. Uh, yet, you know, power and force are things that people misunderstand. Um, as it relates to life in most cases, and, and love is the basis of power. And so therefore, powerful humans live and come from a basis of love, um, which is positive. And the first positive emotion that we possess is actually a basis of courage. So courage is a gateway to all that is good. And it's the one thing that most people lack and are unable to tap into to, to get past these things in their life. So uh, therefore, we ended up creating, uh, you know, online space called digital space called Thrive, right? Because words mean things, creating vocabulary in and around things that will get people moving in the right direction. Because, you know, uh, beliefs drive behaviors and beliefs are nothing but meanings of words. So bringing all this together, it was like we wanted to create a global community of like-minded people to affect positive change, provide them the resources and tools in which to do so at a fucking cheap price and just fucking give it to the masses um, and let what will be will be. And lastly, always knowing that as long as we provide products and content of value, our job's done and what they do with it is up to them. And it has created the coolest business and life and helping opportunity that I've ever experienced. For the people that kind of understand or need a further understanding of original freedom and you kind of mentioned at the very beginning about, um, you know, it's not about Americanism or about freedom in that sense. It's But you also mentioned about going into the digital space. And I think what I found is a part of the struggle with trying to find an individual's freedom is that they may lack a sense of self for uh, who they are and those types of things because they've lost themselves through the digital world. You know, they've gotten wrapped up into social media. They're now more into trying to put an image out there of who they want to be and everything, which then makes it harder to really find out who you are because they don't take the time to discover who they really are. 100%. It's, um, um, per, true personal development work, uh, true uh, seeking one's own truth uh, is not uh, for the weak. It, it is a very arduous process and it, it requires a level of commitment that most people are unwilling to um, make. Uh, interestingly enough, 
when you look at folks, I always people always be like, hey, mind, body, spirit, uh, the trifecta, however you want to look at it. Um, and the, the go-to for most of the world is body because it gives me really quick, visible change. We live in a society that likes pretty things and things that are in shape are pretty, so they're appreciated. And, and so people feel value and makes them worth something, which is what everyone's worried about is their worth. And so it's it's amazing. I look at guys that are and gals that are willing to do physical, and I'm once again ever to each their own. I've I have my life experience, which I'm fortunate is that I've experienced what it feels like to be a fucking world class athlete. I've experienced what it is to be out of shape. And I will tell you this, I know plenty of people that are world class athletes, triathlon, you name it that are mentally fucking miserable and spiritually bankrupt. Yep. I know plenty of fat people that are happy as shit and spiritually fit. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, I think I'm trying to find that middle ground <laughs> with your dad bod yeah. with my vet dad bod. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, and I agree, man, cause so right now I'm in a space where I've been, uh, you know, physically deficit. I've, I've not been taking care of that aspect and no doubt when all three are aligned, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, um, if I'm going to let anything fall by the wayside, it, it, you know, it will not be the mental and spiritual. Um, I think, I think that's tough. We talk social media and social media is, is, is a tool that people are destroying themselves with because nobody puts their shitty life on social media. They put the good pictures and people sit and look at that and they're like, my life's not that good. I literally tell people when we post stuff and every now and then it's like, look, our lives are not everything we post. We fight, we scream at each other. You know, we almost divorce every other day and <laughs> we, we, we keep going. I mean, the message is we keep going because life is always going to suck. You know, it's uh, if you give up, you give up and you, and I, I've learned this from Scott a lot. Um, what was that a year and a half ago? Was that that long ago? We went to California with you guys. Oh wow! What a what an experience for me to grow up and watch Nate and Scott work with with a group of of young high level executives. I'd say you know at least guys that make decisions. You know, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got absolutely. And they were from all over the world, and that experience. Well, you know physically not physically i don't know but born or, or from all over the world and they all came together because they looked internally and we all find out we're really the same wanting the same things and we beat ourselves up so hard and scott lays it out like you know it's tough but if you don't self-assess i mean and you're looking externally to figure out who you are you're going to be wrong man you're, you're going to be wrong because everyone's impressions of you are what you show them well, it comes down to a control thing. It, it, it's hilarious. We, you know, we're, as humans, I say we in this case, we're fucking brilliant. Um, we're moronic. We're, we're as predictable as we are unpredictable. Every, you know, welcome to life. Like if, if, you, if, you, if you're not finding an irony, then you're living in, in, in something that's finite and so you're limited. So guess what that gets you? And then people are like, yeah, but I don't like being a flip flopper. It's like, well, you're not being a flip flopper. It's a new moment in time right now under these circumstances. What do you believe? Right. So that's where this 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 way of questioning living life that I've just figured out that for me works really well comes back to always seeking truth and truth relative to person, place, time and individual. So all these great truths are true. To that on self be true. What's that mean? I play games with people. It starts this way. What do you want? And they usually can't even answer that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going to go? And, and so it's, uh, it, it's the way I simplify my life. I don't apply it to anyone. That's the other thing for me. It's like um, people show me who they are uh, with their actions, same as I do. Uh, words usually for the most part are uh, want, want, want to me. Um, and it's like I know uh, who I am, what I am, where I am, where I'm going. And that took a lot of work. And um, so – People want to gain control and predictability in life. As humans, that's what they want. Security comes from, I want control and predictability. So, and I, I do speak they in this case, I'm we. 
Um, so, and what they try to control is other people, places, and things, which is absolutely uncontrollable. The one thing they choose not to control is their mind, thoughts, and perception as actions, which is the one thing they can't control. I've got a question around the beliefs thing, though, because when you look at the foundation of how that's established, many times it's created both by the parents and by people who are of influence in your life at a very young age. And so you may discover later on through your life that you don't necessarily believe the same things. I know in myself, um, the same was true, whether it was of religion, a particular religion type, or whether it was how they treated other people or something of that nature. The ignorance level of the people that I was being trained by or who were inspiring me at that time frame, uh, as I became more educated, more worldly, and, and got out and experienced new things, I began to discover my own self-values and what I believed in those types of things. But I constantly am a person who does self-assessment to try to see if I need to better myself through a, you know what some people call growth mindset. Not everybody does that. Some people just stick to the beliefs and the foundations that they were given as a young child, and that's what they grow up with as an adult, and they never realize that they needed they need that self-reflection. You know, they need to, to think for themselves, like, who are you? What do you believe? Those types of things, and, and people can't answer those questions. If, if people would stop to think, just, just take, take five minutes and think about the footprint you put on this planet. I'd probably put what half a square foot of footprint on this planet any one time where i stand no matter where i'm doing that's a half a square foot of footprint on this planet and this planet is so big and people fall on their swords over their religion or their way or their ideas and i'm thinking the only reason you have those ideas is somebody gave them to you you either observe something or someone taught it to you there's a billion other ways that you haven't been taught yet that if you don't open your mind to, you're just stuck. I mean, it's a huge planet with so many different people on there. How can anybody, any one person say, well, my way's right because, well, my dad and my mom taught me and their dad and their mom taught them. And it's changed over a bit of time. But unless you go out and explore and get to know other people in other ways and other cultures and other religions and things or study, you don't know shit, really. I mean, you know what you know, and you have a half a square foot of footprint on this billion yep. people planet, you know. I don't even know how big this planet is in square feet, but you don't occupy very much space. Well, there's not that much middle ground any longer. It seems to be a society that you're either one side or the other. You can't have a normal conversation and a normal debate or a healthy discussion, I guess I would say, in trying to understand one another. And I think that's another thing that you're talking about, Scott, is that you first have to find out who you are and what your beliefs are and everything else before you can have a healthy conversation with somebody else and have a healthy debate. Man, this is awesome. This is a fucking epic conversation, right? Because there's so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different thoughts I just had in around that, that thought, which is, man, for me, um, I had a point where I, I uh, was like, man, I'm tired of struggling. Uh, I'm tired of wondering. I'm tired of distrusting. And what I mean by that is it starts off of what you said, which is that, and like everyone sitting on this call, I did not feel, to my knowledge, I didn't fill out a, 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 a wish list that said I'd like to be born in South Florida on November 7th in 1974 to David Spooner and live in a lower middle class home in an agrarian society where racism was rampant, where, um, so that's just, but yeah, that's, you know, so that's where I popped up. So you guys have y'all's things. So, you know, to your point, I show up, what? This is this, this pure piece of clay. That's it, pure, boom. What do I turn into? I turn into what I'm either shown or experienced, to your point. So to me, these are the, either the great years or the victim years. There's mm -hmm. not victims in life, but yet I do believe children are victims because I don't get to choose. I don't choose my parents. I don't choose who they leave me with. I don't choose what they do in front of me, all this. So I'm getting all this data, I'm data, I'm data, I'm data, I'm data. And see, the thing is, is where at some point in life, at some point in life, I get to be a choice. 
And, and so all of these beliefs are one of two things. They're either something I need to adopt and choose as my own. Therefore, it's not grandma's way, grandpa's way, the church's way. Because see, as anytime it's that person's way, well, then I get to play the victim card. If it goes bad, uh, it's because it was their way. If it goes good, maybe I give credit, maybe I don't. Right. So if I can see that whole that 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 whole setups, you know, always going to be in place versus what do I believe now? And do I have the courage to answer the question? And by the way, most times I, I'll speak for myself. I always have the answer. The question is, do I have the courage to face it? And more so, do I have the courage to act upon it? Because I believe I always know what's true, what's right and wrong in accordance with my belief system. Period. So I know what the fuck to do. The question is, do I have what it takes to act on it? And that's what most people in the world end up lacking, which leads to this neat thing they call regret, which I don't believe exists because I either assign purpose and reason, learn the lesson and move on or not. Because it's interesting. I've seen crowds, crowds of people in front of me and I'll ask them if anyone can change the past and they'll say no. And I'll say, can anyone predict the future? And they'll say no. And I'm like, cool, no fucking wizards are here. So all we have is now. And I'm looking for a wizard because at that point I'll leave the room and go make money. But it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's um, this this absolute inability. It's fear driven. And people, the, the truth scares the shit out of people. Their truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so absolutely that's true. Very first thing I CEO, are you the right person for the job? What? Well, if we can't answer that one, uh, the answer is yes. Cool. Awesome. Is there anyone on your staff that needs to go? Yes. Are you willing to remove them? No. We're done talking. Right. So this is like it's being a choice is being in power. And so putting people at power, that's why most parts, I don't even pissed off anymore. It's like, hey, this is just where I'm at. And that even goes back to I finally hit a point. It started to your point with my spiritual, really deep spiritual journey, which was, you know, opinions are uh, opinions are debated and beliefs are stated. I finally hit a place where I was no longer debating what I believe is related to my spirit. I had a belief. And, you know, at that point, it doesn't fucking matter what anyone else on the face of this planet thinks. Amen. (laughs) I completely agree, man. And I think that uh, you hit the nail right on the head earlier. Just I mean, and I found this out for myself was, you know, your spiritual and your mindset is going to, you know, give way to that physical and those things they're all hand in hand and people, you know, just like you said, forget that so often. And I, and it's funny when you go back to the basics and just go back to that foundation of building the house or your, you know, internal temple, you know, is you got to realize, Hey, I've got to fix what's up in here and in here heart and my mind before I can fix anything else on the rest of my body. Usually. Well, this is going to be a, in, in, in my experience, it's going to have any staying power. Yep. My brother's got to say, and he's like, hey, man, you know, anybody can hold, hold their fucking feet on the line, toes on the line for so long. But at some point, fucking the real slim shady's going to stand up. Right? <laughs> yep. and, and, and to change that slim shady, right, that core belief, that neuropathway that's wrapped in myelin. I mean, because right, how far do you want to go with this? You want to go to the spiritual level? You want to talk neuroplasticity? You want to talk about what we found out in the world? And what we're do- it's like you can tie it all together to where um, the other part of that is um, on one hand, I look at the world at times and, and see people that have chosen to follow, follow some dogmatic, really dogmatic old school based beliefs like scratching my head. And, in, and, you know, the next moment, really just send them love, respect, understand that their purpose here is 100% as equal, as positive as mine. And I don't get to be me without them. And that's that's really, there's a, what is that, old Eastern term, equanimity, it's, I believe it's called, right? It's more of a Buddhist or Eastern. It's, yeah. it's, okay, man, you go your way or go mine. Everything's cool. And um, no judgment. That's the other thing. It's like, I got nothing to sell. There ain't no snake oil here, man. The kid. <laughs> yep. Now, if you want to sit and laugh and judge or whatever, the other thing, or I'm soft, sissy, maybe I knocked the fuck out of you. Maybe I don't. Maybe you went afterwards. But, but like, let's let's never confuse a spiritual path, a, you know, a, war, a warrior's path after combat. Let's never confuse that with weakness. You can't, you know. No. But uh, it'd be a bad call. And I think that's... um. 
that's one cool thing uh, that I've seen you do. I've seen Tom do a lot of us do and is walk that path forward uh, in strength um, as well as in a new way. So how does an individual who may be narrow minded realize that they're narrow minded? So, you know, I mean, some people are still in podunk usa um they're out in some small community being driven like you said by individuals who are um, giving them their beliefs or giving them that foundation and stuff as they're growing up how is it that they're supposed to have this sense of enlightenment i don't know the answer to that question brother Yet I can just tell you from my experience, the way people change is something that I've seen as uh, something that's predictable. Um, in fact, we sat down and built what we're now coined the transformation model out of it. And, and essentially, we, I let's just use a, an I statements. I walk through life getting beliefs 100%. I don't, I don't care if I was in a cult. It doesn't matter. 18 years old, boom. All of a sudden, I start getting input. We're in a technology-based world where I'm learning at, like, uh, they're looking at, you know, Gen Z is taking in the world in eight-second bites, right? Eight fucking second bites is how these generations are developing the world. So my point there is we're in this time where access to other possibility is made possible all the time for people that are in even of the worst circumstances, so I walk in ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. That's the reason they say that. I'm not unhappy. I'm all I've had is is fucking black and white TV. Boom! You show me color. I'm no longer ignorant. I have knowledge. Now I have knowledge. Now what I do that knowledge moving forward. So do I believe it's possible for me to have that color TV? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, now it's really believable. So now I really want it. And now if I go the rest of my life without getting it, I'm going to be miserable in some way, shape, or form. And the closer I get to getting it without getting it, it's the more miserable I'm going to get. And this is how I change through fucking pain, period. For me, no other way. Some people are super driven by a big carrot, yet I'm going to tell you that the best and biggest changes in life for me and everyone else I've ever seen, they don't happen. We used to say no one shows up to AA after they won the lottery and got laid. All right. They show up because they are at the fucking bottom. And that is when I have no more good ideas. That's when I'm willing to listen. That's when I'm willing to take some instruction some guidance to enable me to get to a point I can walk on my own two feet again and start having some true good ideas of my own. But until then, my good ideas have, have not worked out so well. So long-winded answer, and what I'm telling you is awareness is the, is, the, is the first piece. It has to happen, which is why we built the platform and the podcast, the Original Freedom Podcast, because we know we can't change people, yet we can facilitate the possibility of waking up. So we walk in ignorance and all of a sudden we get awareness and the awareness is the possibility of something greater. Now, from there, that's all mental. So now I hit what we call the courage point, which is when I take something that is now mental power and I take that energy and I go kinetic, potential energy to kinetic, because now I take action and I act upon it. And then I begin to work towards this new possibility that's in the in the future, right? And that's what we call a transition zone. And that's the fucking work zone. That's the highs and lows. And that's where we keep going. And by the way, that's where if you quit, you go to the penalty box, which is called suffering. Up here is pain. It, it, it actually gives us something because there's an end state down here suffering if we quit. And then, boom, we transition. So people either see it and they go, that's bullshit. I don't believe it. You're lying to me. And they go back into the cult, so to speak. They see it and go, holy shit, there's life out there, but I'm too afraid to go get it. And then there's people that see it and go, I will stop at nothing until I fucking have that. Mm -hmm. Now, I think can't tell you what that takes, yet I can tell you that's the process. Would you say that's people's um, maybe infancy for truth for themselves when they finally accept the truth of who they are and how they act and behave to, to want to change. Like when they finally do are aware of it, like that's their first moment of truth for themselves. The first moment of truth or awareness around me for us. So all of a sudden I realize I have a behavior or possibility. I, I don't like, I want to change. And one, in one hand for me, it's exhilarating and relieving. And then usually the work I know it's going to take scares the shit out of me. 
and then I'm either going to decide um, if I'm going to hop on that horse. I might, I might have already fallen it off, fallen off. Good news is horses that I've ridden are easy to get back on than ones that I'm, you know. So, um, but it still always comes down to me the simple question and answers like, "Hey, man, Scott, do you like who you are? Does this represent who you want to be? Is this serving who you are? Yes or no?" And do, do you have the courage to change it? And then my actions will show you if I did or not. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like the, people people who are overweight and then they want that magic pill to get skinny in a week. And it took them, I tell people, it's like, it took you five years to get this big. You think it's going to take you one year to, to lose it all? You know what I mean? You got to put in the work equal to what, what you want to obtain. You know, it's, it's guys will try. It's like people buying scratch-offs for lotteries, you know, oh, yeah. dumping money in every week to scratch-offs and never winning and never winning. I'm like, that's why the lottery makes so much money. You're not getting the money. You're giving the money, you know. Every now and then you win 20 bucks, and you're like, I'm a winner. You probably spend 1000 to get the 20 it's that, so, it's that instant yeah. gratification. Everybody today wants that because they see it, again, social media and everything gives this false uh, pretense or these, you know, false messages about what, reality really is we're kind of losing ourself our grounding who we are what reality is around us how we then associate that and i think that's part of what you're describing too scott is that you're you're really trying to get people to focus back in the here the now what's around them what they can influence what they can change um how they define themselves how to work upon that foundation and grow their yourself um, and, and controlling yourself, really, not letting others or things, other things control you along the way. Oh, one, 100%. Yeah, you know, back to everyone has their own belief set, and I have mine. And um, I believe that I'm a conscious creator of my own reality on a daily basis. I'm surrounded by gods and goddesses that are of equal power and creation. We're all connected. That's what I choose to believe. We are all God. Uh, experiencing God and you know even I tell people it's like I, I straight out the Bible it says ye have the faith of a mustard seed it said ye are gods as he was talking to me both times so I'm rolling with that um, my thought creates matter and so thoughts do matter and so it, it's it's about learning and I either own that because for me I'm I'm creating all the time it's either conscious or unconscious so if I let my mind run free on every emotional tangent it wants to that's what I'm going to attract it's like well and it's either, you know, it's back to always back to what do you believe uh, for folks I ask. And the first and most important one for me is always comes to back to the spiritual because I have no opinion on what's right, wrong, good, bad. My, the only thing I ask people is what do you think? And that's the hard part they do. It's like, do you truly align with it? Because this is what they have to be educated on is like they're suffering and they don't know why because what it is is they they're living an incongruent life and as humans we're not meant to live incongruently we know what it feels like to live authentically and not lie so for example if i'm like have you studied what that religion truly is and then if they do and i'm like do you really align with that and they're like well not really i was like but you go there every week don't you yes why well it's really for mom and dad so now we're getting to the root of what's going on here is that it has nothing to do with your religion is that you're choosing to sell your your happiness for other people and you're pissed off at them. And the problem is, is, is your fault. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. I, I And I've done that personally uh, for a previous uh, ex-wife and man, it was unfulfilling. And it was, like in tw hindsight, 2020, I was like, Holy cow, this like it, just like you said, it was incongruent with what my, you know, mindset was and like I just I was like I wasn't getting anything from it. Not that, you know, when you're doing religion, you're like you're kind of supposed to give towards it or whatever, but I mean, it just it wasn't settling well with me and then I mean, my current wife was like, you know, what what made you do that? And I was like, you know, I was young, immature and I, you know, it just felt like I was needing to like find something to, you know, grasp onto or whatever. And then finally I realized with my spirituality, you know, I, I, I had to kind of <laughs> go below rock bottom and get back up top uh, to find like, you know, where it was that I needed to be. Yeah. And see, to me, that's always a cool thing about having a belief because I can, you know, um, if anyone's like, well, I disagree with you. It's like, well, that's interesting. What do you believe? Right. <laughs> I'll sit and listen. But the problem is, is most times it's just not there, right? Because why? 
it, it truly is difficult work um, to do the homework, the research and study. And let's face it, if, if people are consuming what's available, readily available on the Internet, what are they getting? They really don't know. They, they choose to believe it's fact and truth. But let's face it, if we had to fact check our data, there wouldn't be enough time in the next 50 years to get through 10 days worth. Heck yeah. Yep. So then I always come back to what do I believe? I, I'm, I'm a more valid source than most things, period. <laughs> right. if, I have, if I have the courage to say it. Well, Let's not live it. We certainly don't want to wait until an individual hits rock bottom before they decide to put in the time, effort, and energy that's going to take to rebuild themselves or get to a place of happiness. And, of course, for an organization like yours, you know, with Original Freedom, you certainly don't want to just attract the market of individuals that's hit the bottom and they have nowhere to go but up. So how is it that you then help individuals identify the need to, to seek internal help and to understand themselves? So it's not about bottom of the barrel. It's not about top of the barrel. It's not about middle of the barrel. It's about one thing and one thing only. Um, in my experience, especially in the last 10 years, easiest way I can simplify it is personal authenticity is one of the most sought after and most valuable things on the face of this planet that is truly available to all yet possessed by few. The most valuable things on this planet are only available to few and possessed by even fewer, right? And it's fucking wild. And what I mean by that is when I say personal authenticity, I, I remind people, I'm like, which to me is nothing more than my internal truth expressed in public without, without any twist, period, none. Not for better palatability, not for respect. Yes, I do believe in respect. Right. Uh, I don't care how authentic you're being to me. If you're disrespectful, well, now we're in a different world. So, uh, you know, authenticity comes with a price tag as well. Right. Yet when people see it, I always remind people, I was like, I even know people that I don't like that I respect due to their authenticity. Um, because why? And why is that? Because it demands courage. It demands it. Absent courage, authenticity doesn't exist because truth lies on the other side of falsehood. And most of that is within myself and past belief systems, because I now have to take something that once either I was told was very valuable or I said was very valuable. And I told all of you I was very that it was very valuable. And I know that some of you are going to judge me when I crush this cage, which I we now call cages, crushing the cage, this belief, because it's a it's an invisible limit because I'm now withheld, I'm beholden to it. And that's when I finally figured out, I was like, hey, they don't call them art of truths, they call them art of facts. Facts live in the past, we can all assess them. Truth is right now. So like, Nate, uh, I think we published something on this recently. It's like, I, once I figured out, I'm not gonna let the facts of the past get in the way of the truth of, of the moment if they are no longer truthful. And see, and then people say, well, you're, oh, that's hypocrisy. Well, if you believe so, that's fine. Now, if I'm a flip-flopper and I do it often enough, what it is is I'll suffer from that because you won't associate from me or you'll quit doing business from me. But what you're just talking about is a bullshit fear. You just don't want your mommy and daddy to get mad at you because you tell them you don't believe what they told you to do anymore. Or you actually want to go chase your acting career and you don't want to be the fifth generation lawyer. Or you want to join or you want a divorce or whatever the fuck it is that you know you want. And if you had a guarantee, you would do. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's never a guarantee. So what are we looking for again? Courage, absent courage. What do people do? Settle. What is settling? Suffering. It's not complex. It's just hard. No, that's good stuff. So if an individual wants to learn more about original freedom and how to become you know, a part of the Thrive global community, how could they go about doing that? So we're on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and put in uh, Original Freedom Podcast, um, you can subscribe and or just go through what's there. All right, 24 episodes there, plus some other stuff on Tom and I. Um, and then we have Crushing the Cage, which is a transformation process that Tom, Nate, and I have uh, produced. It's over 40 instructional videos uh, between Tom and I. 
great um, process that folks can use to simply seek their own truth. Uh, you know, it, it, we talk about transformation. Uh, it is one thing, uh, and and we are happy to give it away um, as well. And that's the cool part of it. That's all we're doing with it. Um, as it relates to crushing the cage and it being a very progressive, one-of-a-kind pro- product and process in the personal development space that's guided by my brother and I. Um, and then we also offer the Thrive Community. And the Thrive Community is a digital, uh, really a virtual space for like-minded people that are all about seeking deeper truth for themselves to facilitate greater power in their lives. And we do that by giving Thrive members access to the entire suite of videos, tools, products um, that we have, a closed forum that is hosted on Facebook that is not a social media site. It's a closed forum that's an amazing place. Um, We've got amazing daily activity there that is in a place where people can really feel like it's safe to be themselves and be supported by others as they go through the crushing the cage process as they move through life um so between crushing the cage as a standalone and joining thrive by going to www.ogfree backslash thrive.com will get you that information and um no nate you're shaking your head yeah just no.com at the end just go ogfree.com backslash thrive i fucked that up all right so information on on, uh, how to join the the thrive community it's uh ogfree.com backslash thrive uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Original Freedom. We're on Instagram, uh, at B-O-G Free. And, same um, on Twitter. Same on Twitter. And the website is uh, just OGFree.com, um, where you'll also find uh, Original Freedom Consulting as well, which is essentially how all this started, so to speak, within the consulting world. So we're continuing that just underneath the Original Freedom uh um, banner uh, versus the old name. Um, so essentially between the podcast, uh, the online service products and consulting, um, we're having a good time covering it all uh, and and full alignment around uh, our mission of facilitating uh, the creation of more powerful humans, man. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just a hell of a run. Having a blast. Scott, I really appreciate you and uh, what your brother Tom are doing out there, especially in the community and how you're helping others identify who they are. And Nate, appreciate you coming on as well. Uh, maybe next time we'll let you talk a little bit more. Um, just, but, just a word. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I'm used to it. I love you guys are. talk. <laughs> yeah, super grateful you're here, brother. That's, that's, he, that's part of my courage package right there. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Scott, and sharing your story and this message. I think it's going to be uh, well-received by our listening community and, and those who follow us and everything. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and join us on the show. Pleasure to be here, and I uh, appreciate the invite.